0: Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 923
1: FM. 92.3 FM. 1% of people who go out on cruise ships are lost at sea. I'm sorry, Wilson. Just saying. Wilson, I'm sorry. We haven't lost anyone. Wilson!
0: Yet. yet. The Chad
1: Benson Show. I joke all the time about you know we're we're a news station, but I always joke with our with our news people. But the reality is is we do stuff that ninety nine percent of news stations could never even dream of doing, minus one or two stations in the country. And we have the best reporters around. Taylor's with us right now. Uh, She's incredible. Everybody's just amazing. But we do other stuff that I don't think people realize. And you've got a piece right now that is so amazing, uh, as Taylor Kinner joins us, about what's going on in prisons and how prisoners are giving back in a way that you were like, I didn't see that coming. Tell me about it.
0: So I have this three-part series that started airing this week. It just finished up today, but it's called Braille Behind Bars. And it's a look at prison braille programs in Arizona, which is a very weird concept, but it teaches inmates to transcribe braille, which is a really long certification process. And we were losing a lot of braillists in the country. So we looked at a bunch of Kind of, of all
1: retiring at once. Is that what was going on? All
0: retiring at once. And then about three or four years ago, the transcription of braille changed. And so the, the way that things were translated got updated and switched. And people who were towards the end of their career said, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not recertifying because it takes so long to begin with. That they just went into retirement early, but also it's it's a really tough skill to master. And some certifications can take almost a decade. So it was a bunch of people retiring at once. It was a, just a, a perfect storm of things. And so there are really only a handful of braillists in the country, and about a thousand of them reside in prisons across the country, but 60 of some of the most proficient ones are right here in Arizona jails.
1: Talking to Taylor Kinrupp, and you guys have to go to KTR.com and check it out. Not only did you do an amazing job with the reporting and the way you put this thing together, but uh, kudos and a shout out to Matt, our videographer and, and production guy here does the the, the video stuff. It It's it, it's like a documentary, and it is incredible. And so you go like, you go into these prisons— First of all, is that a weird thing? Because here you are. I mean, you're young. You're, you know, you're a woman. These are guys who are in prison. They haven't seen probably too many ladies in a long time.
0: And it's got to be intimidating. Well, I'm actually, I'm glad you brought up Matt Bertram because he deserves so many shout outs and kudos and awards, honestly, for what he did with that. I mean, he made the video absolutely stunning visually and and artistically. It's It's done so beautifully. Everyone should look at that purely to praise Matt Bertram. But- I also went to the prisons with Matt Bertram. I went to the Kingman prison and he was my hired gun for the day. And no, I, what's it, it was like so funny. walking up? So here it you was are so walking funny up to, because I, I never once went into the prison and was nervous. I, I was nervous about, am I going to ask the right questions? Am I going to use my time? Well, am I going to come off like a professional journalist to all of these adults in the room? But at no point did I ever think, oh my gosh, I'm around a bunch of scary criminals. Something bad's going to happen to me. I mean, they gave me the full list of, You can't wear shoes with heels. You can't wear tight clothes. Don't wear any underwire in your bra. Like, I mean, there were all of these things where I was like, okay, I'm going to a prison. I'm going to a prison. And then I walked in and at no point was I nervous or afraid. I was so weirdly at ease with all of these men. And there was actually a moment in the prison where I explained to them what this project was going to be and talked to them about one of the students who's received their work, who credits the fact that she can go to college with the fact that these prisoners made her textbooks and gave them to her for free they they all started to cry i mean these were grown men in orange yeah. jumpsuits just had tears on their faces
1: talking to uh, taylor kenner one of our crack reporters here and her you guys got to go to ktr.com and see what she's done here as she's is she's really just showed everybody and gave everybody a glimpse into what's going on in her prison and how prisoners are getting back to society, and many of them have taken so much. And what are these prisoners? Like, who are they? Uh, Because I think that's one of the big questions I have. Are are these low-level offenders? But you said it takes up to 10 years to get some of these things. So chances are some of these people are doing very real time.
0: Yeah, so they they do have significant sentences. I at no point learned what their crimes were. I have no idea why they were in jail. I'm not even allowed to say the unit as to keep that security, uh, to keep that information secure. But I felt like even if I could have given that information, I think even though it's something that people question when they read this, oh, I wonder what that person did. I wonder X, Y, and Z. I think it negates from the story. I don't think that is the story. I think the story truly is, what are you doing now? I think we all have a past. I think everybody in this story has something in their past that's brought them to this point. But the entire story is, what are we doing now? What are we doing as a state to affect recidivism rates? What are we doing for our blind students? What are blind students doing to be on the same level as their peers. What are they doing to excel past their peers yeah. and how is this program doing it for them?
1: You know, when you when you uh, like my a few of my things, and then I actually talked to you know Pablo here, one of our producers, works with Gatos and them. And we were chatting, because you know if you ever watch Locked Up and any of these things, the fear factor is they're always trying to come up with unique ways to figure out how to get around the system to communicate to the outside. I'm sure that's one of the things that they said, okay, we're gonna teach these guys braille, but we're also giving them something that potentially they could Could use, was that something that was ever brought up?
0: Yeah, actually, it was very interesting. Uh, As we walked into the prison, one of the women in the educational aspects of the program, uh, she's considered almost a teacher in this program. She is one of their vision specialists. She goes to Braille conferences. She's fully immersed in this. She mentioned that in Arizona jails, we have a, a rule that you can't get a full bachelor's degree. Within an Arizona jail, they felt it was unfair for a prisoner to rack up as many degrees as they wanted to while doing hard time when other people have to pay for their degree in different ways and do it over long periods of time. That's understandable. I gotta so be honest with you there. This is actually in Arizona prisons, the only real skill and certification you can get within a jail. And this is a skill that takes years to master and get certified in and they get certified through the U.S. Library of Congress. So it is an official certification and it's good for them in eight different countries.
1: How do you how do they get on this? Because I'm sure, you know, like everything working is a when you get some of these things, it's a privilege. How do they get to the point where they're they're allowed to do something like this?
0: So from from what I grasped while in prison, it was especially because a lot of them started with just a few people in these programs. And now it's grown. Actually, in the past four years, the Foundation for Blind Children has doubled the number of prisoners that are in this program. So it went from 30 to 60 nearly, in the past four years. And it came from people who had higher level degrees. It came from people who were not being used to their fullest extent and people who were asking for it, people who wanted to gain the knowledge, people who wanted the opportunity to see this as, okay. when I get out of here, this is a real skill set that I can use. And even if it's not Braille, they have a full system. They have... I don't even know the best way to describe it, but it's almost like an assembly line. It's a production. It's a high level of production yeah. because they're producing over 150,000 pages of Braille every year.
1: Last question. Talking to Taylor Kinder, An amazing story. You got to check it out. There's so many questions I can ask you. But the last question I want to ask you is the takeaway from the prisoners. Some of them got out. I'm sure they're doing better. And the recidivism rate we talked about, you know, you, you, you're giving people an opportunity to get back in society. But again, a lot of them have taken so much. What does this do for them, though, knowing what they're doing?
0: It was very interesting talking to to the people in the program and also the man who I spoke to who had left the program, and all of them described what it was like to have a purpose for living. This isn't, we wake up and we go do a job. It's not like, I mean, I think a lot of people outside of prison have this mundane mentality of, I have to get up and I have to do this thing, and it's just because I have to. This is something that enthralls them. I mean, it... It motivates them. It has there's a fire in them for it. They talk about, oh, we see things in Braille now. I'll read a book for fun and I think, how would I braille this? How would I braille that? And also one of the student that I had to talk to, Maggie, she talked about how she had such a high level curriculum only because people in prisons were sitting there thinking, How can I braille this for her? She took a class on ancient Europe and they had ancient maps of Europe
1: brailed for that's
0: amazing. her. I mean, she was taking ancient cartography because somebody sat there and thought, how can I make this map visible to somebody without vision?
1: It's incredible. Check it out for yourself. Go to KTR.com, Taylor Kinnerup. And again, what Peter Seymour does, what Matt Burcham does, what all of our reporters do, Ashley and Nilea and, and 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 you know, you tell everybody here in this in this group and, and Martha and the staff is amazing. And it is second to none what we do, and this is uh, hit it out of the park. As always, Taylor, I appreciate you coming on today. Merry Christmas.